This is the True Real Estate 911 podcast with Lisa True. Lisa will share up-to-date real estate information with you that you need to know. Welcome to True Real Estate 911. It's Brian Mudd with, of course, your local real estate pro, Lisa True, here to inform you of everything that you need to know when making good, sound financial decisions with real estate. Because right now, you need to be making those good, sound financial decisions with real estate. There's been one trend that we've seen for several years now, and that's timing equals losing. Timing has not worked out uh, if you're trying to time interest rates, if you're trying to time appreciation within housing, because a couple things we've seen. Homes have been appreciating steadily, and yes, interest rates have been rising a bit, but also that trend is not going to abate most likely. And so if you wait, well, you can end up losing on both ends. And so uh, before we get started today, I want to remind you that if you are not there already, go to truerealestate911.com. That's truerealestate911.com, the best local resource you're going to find for real estate information with the videos that keep you informed from the True Group. In fact, you can go ahead and sign up and have them emailed to you every time that the Trues put out another informative video for you. And also, you can get the MLS in real time just like a real estate pro. The Trues pay for that service so you have the access, the behind-the-scenes access that the real estate pros do in real time. It is really neat if you're looking to buy or sell or if you're just curious about real estate. So again, true real estate, 911.com. And as always, the truths are ready to help you at 561-972-8326, 561-972-8326. Lisa, you uh, brought some information today uh, from FAU, a study about real estate, and it continues to show that are there some concerns in some parts of the country? Yeah, yeah perhaps. But here, absolutely, there are plenty of opportunities, and we'll talk about those on today's show. But just to get an overall feel for the market, it seems as though we have a lot of activity that's still going on as we are now officially into spring. Yes, the spring market has sprung, as they say. We are seeing it for two reasons. First of all, the snowbirds that are still here getting ready to go home. Um, The last cold front has brought (laughs) many of them down to visit and to buy Um, I have a gentleman that I spoke to this morning and he just said to me, I'm over winter and I don't want to do this again next year. So we have that type of uh, buyer out there. And many of those, everybody assumes they're going to be in the active adult communities or in the condos. And yet this gentleman's looking to be near family that's already here. And he's looking in a typical single family neighborhood. So it impacts all of us. And then the second group that is really hot and heavy right now are people that are looking to make the move by summer. People with children typically that care about school systems and when being in the right district for the start of the school year. Sure. They're out there now and they started early this year because of the interest rate concern. And so they are out there looking for homes. Many neighborhoods, there's a shortage of inventory. So they're really, really struggling to find those good deals. And so if I'm reading between the lines with what you're talking about for those buyers in particular that are interested in relocating for school purposes, are we talking about Wellington, Jupiter, and Palm Beach Gardens in particular? That is a good um, guess. And we're also seeing Lake Worth being out west. So I kind of call it North Boynton or South Wellington, Sure, that kind of area. Sure. And then, of course, the acreage is also very popular as well. Okay. And so when we're taking a look at these homes, these single-family homes, are we still taking a look at prices that are typically 
around or below 400,000 in, in the sweet spot right now? Those are the hottest price points. Anything 400 and below, typically we're seeing a shortage of inventory in that product. And so if you can get your properties on the market, if you're in that price range and get them marketed properly, you're going to have a competitive advantage in order to get your property sold. Any movement on the entry-level luxury properties and on the luxury properties? Well, we're seeing there's activity, which is good, and yet there's still too much inventory out there. And we have communities where nothing is selling, just nothing. And even some of those luxury properties in Jupiter, in an area where it's normally very popular, we're seeing where whole areas are just not selling, prices are adjusting and adjusting and adjusting. And so you really have to look at not what is happened. You have to look at what's coming. You have to look at inventory. You have to look at projected inventory really to get that pulse on the market in order to be competitive. And when you're on the market and when you are listed for sale, you have to listen to the market. The people that are doing the best are listening to the market, being responsive to the market, getting the pricing right. And when they get an offer, being serious about that offer and getting the deal done. Are people still interest rate sensitive? Are they concerned about what mortgage rates are doing? They are definitely concerned. And the probably the only person not concerned is the second home market, maybe. Okay. And yet the number of people getting financing on our second homes is increasing. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So that is something we're watching, which is really in the past few years, second homes were primarily cash. We're sure. seeing mortgages increase with that market. So we're keeping a very close eye on that because I think that is important to our market conditions. And yet first time buyers, move up buyers are all all interest rate sensitive. Okay. Well, that's all very helpful information to get an idea of where we stand right now with real estate throughout the Palm Beaches. So with that in mind, you have some new information from FAU that ends up painting the picture kind of broadly, but also uh, paint specific themes that are useful to us here throughout the Palm Beaches. Yeah. So FAU did a study and they looked nationwide to see if it's the right time to buy or should you become a renter. Now, remember when the market crashed, we could rent properties for almost nothing. Remember that? Oh, there were yeah. all these empty oh, homes yeah. and you could rent a million dollar home for maybe $1,800. Yeah, I remember crazy. having a couple I tried to rent out and got about nothing. Exactly. Except for the headaches. Exactly. So <laughs> that's not the case today. Okay. We're seeing our rents continue to go up and there's a couple of reasons. Number one, there's a shortage of great rental properties out there. Number two, taxes are up. So of course- that's going to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so when they looked at South Florida and we've been watching this, it's still a good time to buy. Now they looked at two things. One was appreciation and what they anticipate the a future appreciation to be. And they also looked at the comparison of what it's going to cost you to rent that same property. Yes. Mm -hmm. And when we look at that and we have many people that become owners after being a, a renter and they, almost always their payments go down. And so just to buy a like property that they've been renting. Yep. And so South Florida is still a great place to be buying versus renting. You need to build your own wealth. And the first step to building wealth is buying your home. And then you can start to buy investment properties and then invest in other ways. But yep. you need to get, stop being a renter to become 
your own homeowner. One of the more powerful pieces of research that you've shared over the years came a couple of years ago when you had the research that 90% plus of the average American's net worth comes from home equity, which thus means that if you don't have home equity, well, you're probably absent that 90% plus of your net worth. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I find that many people are waiting to to buy. This gentleman that's coming down sick of winter, he said to me, I should have purchased a couple years ago. I wasn't ready to make Florida my home. I should have purchased a couple years ago, rented it out, bought it at a substantially less price. Yes, could have, should have, would have, right? Right. And yes, we all should have purchased more real estate <laughs> when the market crashed. And so... And yet, you want to go ahead and take advantage of the opportunity. And there still is an opportunity now. Many people, you know, I think the reason many people don't start to buy is two things. They either don't have the money for the, obviously, the down payment and their closing costs. And the second reason is they 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 think their financial situation is worse than it is often. Sure, sure. They haven't looked at credit. They haven't sat and talked with an agent. They haven't sat and talked with a lender. And I think that if you're in that second group, you really just kind of need to get some expert advice and let's look at reality because it's okay wherever you're at. I think it starts with knowing where you're at and then having a plan. And even if you can't buy today, what do you need to do so that you can become a buyer versus a renter? So I definitely think that um, that's two reasons why people just kind of get stuck. And then if you're in the first group and you just don't have the money, you have to look at what can I do to cut and save? You know, a lot of people get money back from their taxes. Honestly, a lot of people blow it. And it, you know, Most people do. They go on a vacation, which look, yeah. I love vacations. They go on a vacation, they go buy something, they buy a new TV, whatever. Why not take that money and set it aside to buy a new home? Sure. That would make more sense. Well, there are a couple things in particular um, that you have mentioned that I think are extremely powerful because a lot of economic research that can be meaningful has the potential to be very complicated. But then there are some very profound truisms that really are simple concepts. I mean, the getting to the concepts might have required a lot of effort, but the concepts are proven and they are simple for everyone to understand. Unless... You believe that we are going to have widespread homelessness. Everyone's going to have a roof over their head. And so the absolute truism, regardless of what the housing market has ever done, is that anytime you're in a community in which it is cheaper to buy and make a mortgage payment than it is to rent that same property every single time historically, you have had appreciation in housing. Because again, you've uh, over the course of time have people that figure it out. And the key is you don't want to be the last person to figure it out because otherwise your timing could have been better. And the second part of that, that suggests everything that you're talking about from the FAU research, the, the next part of it is people are in this mode of paralysis. Well, I don't have enough to do X. But the truth is on almost all properties, if you're doing first, last in security with the mortgage products that are available, you absolutely do because for as little as you know three percent down, which exists with with a lot of products, well, shoot, you could have what you need to put down probably plus. Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting because first, last, and security really adds up. Yeah, and so there's depending on credit and depending on 
what um, type of loan you can have as little as a three per three and a half percent down. There's a five percent conventional product if you have great credit. And so there are options, and sometimes you can negotiate some closing costs. You can also get gift funds uh, on certain loan products. So if you have a family member who says, look, I want to help you get into your first home, then you can take those gift funds and apply it towards your closing cost. So there's a lot of creative ways, and I would bet if people, we did a show of quite a while ago, and I've done some videos on this topic as well, ways you can save money in order to have your down payment. Yeah. There's a lot of things you can do. There's a lot, maybe go without cable for a little bit. I mean, (laughs) it's amazing what you could do if you really were motivated in order to get into a wealth potential versus just making somebody else wealthy. It's it's so entirely true. It really is more about the discipline um, than it is about sacrifice. People, you know, oftentimes without a plan will end up assuming that it necessarily is worse and then thus don't do what they could to set up a plan to get on track quickly. But, um, you know, these are all the things I know you can help people understand as well. So, you know, if you're in that position to where you're renting and uh, you really, uh, you know, realize that, hey, I should be buying given the opportunity. And really, you know, that that's conversation is there for anyone who's thinking of being in the area three years plus. And I know it's a no brainer five years out. You can actually sit sit there with them and, and have the conversation and uh, help them come up with a plan to get from here to there and, and show them the view of the possible. I know you've done that for a lot of people. Absolutely. It's about having strategies. And I'll tell you one of the most common things I'm I'm seeing right now is that both buyers and sellers are doing this is they're hiring agents that don't represent them in the transaction they represent the deal it would be like if you were going to go out and have a two hundred thousand dollar lawsuit or four hundred thousand dollar lawsuit or six hundred thousand dollar lawsuit and you having an attorney who represents you on your side versus somebody who's basically a mediator yeah. They're representing what's best for the deal, negotiating something that everybody can be happy with. Yeah. And I don't know. I just believe that every buyer and every seller deserves to have an agent on their side. And I think this is one of the most underestimated things where consumers don't understand that just because you're working with an agent that they are not representing you. They may be representing the transaction. How do you know if they're representing you? Well, first of all, there has to be an agreement. If you have not signed an agreement with that agent, they represent the transaction by default. End of story. And there is a different legal fiduciary for somebody who is representing you as a single agent and somebody representing the deal. And I think people get that attorney analogy, right? A mediator versus having legal representation. That's right. And yet they don't see the necessity for it. We just had a raving review from a client. We sold their property and helped them buy. She was probably the most amazing client because she's due four weeks. She moved before she's having her next child four weeks before her due date. Wow. Which I thought was impressive. Yes. Yes. And, and no pressure on you, by the way, to get everything taken care of. Inside. Yeah. And did it <laughs> did it amazingly. No stress on her part, which I thought was wonderful. And she wrote this review that she gave it said, if I could give them 10 stars, I would. And, you know, it was because we were on her side on both deals, getting her what she wanted, the way she wanted in a way that she felt really good about the experience. And that doesn't just come, it comes because we've done 
just deal after deal after deal after deal. And so we have, you know, Ashley on the buy side and me on the selling side and Chris handling all of the details that need to be handled. And it is a very different experience than when you just have somebody looking for the deal. And, you know, when you go and look at our reviews, go to Zillow before you hire an agent, any agent, go to Zillow and look that agent up. Do they have reviews? Um, do they have enough credibility, especially as a listing, as a seller? Are they going to protect and make sure that those leads come to them and not to everybody else? Because honestly, if somebody doesn't have reviews and somebody sees me on there, they're going to call me on your house. And if I'm not your agent, to me, that is just unacceptable. Now, it's great for us, right? We're, we're going to represent that buyer strongly. Sure. And yet that should never happen on a home that's for sale that yeah. listing agents should protect. So we're seeing that a lot. And we just want to make sure that people understand and make sure they know. I mean, the good news as a buyer, the seller pays our fee. So you can have somebody on your side. Yeah, you don't have have to pay more to have the best. You really don't. Well, I mean, it's as simple as that. And to your point, um, I was reading some research again that due to the incoming uh, new pool of real estate agents over the past couple of years, we're back into a surplus of real estate agents. And it can be difficult once you get into that territory or maybe you have a friend or who knows, even a relative that might be a real estate agent now that doesn't really have experience that even if they're well-intended, they're not going to get the best outcome for you. You know, we all have friends and family. That doesn't mean that, you know, the one of the more powerful statistics when your outcomes have averaged seven to 10 percent uh, beyond the average in, in the market for like circumstance. When you take a look at the average property, it's over $300,000 in Palm Beach County. We are now talking about something in the neighborhood of $30,000 on average. Now, I love my family and, you know, it, even my best friend, I'm not going to say, oh, here's just 30 grand just because I like you. I mean, right. we, we are smarter with decisions at that level of significance. We need to be because that's what's on the line. Yeah, it, it is on the line. And and what you want is somebody that you feel you can partner with. Yeah. Um, I can't sell a property and have those kind of successes without a great seller. Um, the seller I just mentioned was a great seller. Um, she yeah, did you, everything we asked. Here, here's what you do. You just listen to Lisa. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll make this real easy for you. You just listen to what the true group has to say and and, and our clients that that have the that really have those amazing successes that's exactly what they have. Sure. They they trust us and honestly, it's one of the measures right now in this market of whom I am listing. If they don't trust me, I don't want the listing because we have to work together as a great team because there are some challenges in the marketplace. Yep. They can be overcome, but you have to work together. And so we would love to see if we're a good fit, how we're a good fit. And if I don't think we're a good fit, then I don't, I'm not going to take the listing or I'm not going to work with you as a buyer. We really want what's best for our clients. Now, I will tell you, I really do believe and know that what we do is different and we want to have great success for our clients. So we'd love to earn the business out there and make you our next rating team. Well, you have the success you do because you are different. And so it goes hand in hand. The True Group, they're ready to help you again. If you're not already there, truerealestate911.com and buying selling questions. Seven days a week. The True is here to help at 561-972-8326. 561-972-8326.